Welcome back to another episode of Filter the Noise, where we break down the biggest developments in the marketplace. I'm your host, Derek Alenius, joined today with Trevor Golan, our Chief Investment Officer here at Macro Financial. How you doing, Derek? Good to see you again. It's great to be on again. It's been quite a hard time to nail you down recently with the investment management team preparing for your annual outlook. I'm pretty excited for that. That's going to be coming in December, as you guys have all been working very, very hard. Today, though, I wanted to talk about the negative sentiment that's dominating headlines out there and focus on the positives that you've been talking about around the office and kind of provide light into those. And the first thing I want to start with is inflation. You were mentioning earlier this week that it's it's begun to roll over. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so with inflation, what we've started to see is some of the components that contribute to inflation starting to trend lower. And a few examples that contribute to that would be new and used vehicle sales have started to come down. Uh, commodity price index have started to roll over. Uh, shipping container indexes, so how much it costs to transport goods across seas, that actually started rolling over uh, about six to nine months ago. So a lot of these components that contribute to inflation, we've started to see their trajectory move down. And I'd probably couple that with, if you look at uh, you know, the OECD, the large think tank organization, their expectation for infl- inflation into the future is for that downtrend to continue. So that's what we've started to see and what we've started to talk about a little bit more within our investment meetings. So with inflation rolling over, how is that impacting consumers and the marketplace in terms of what's the outcome that they're going to see? So in terms of inflation, well, let's talk about inflation at a high level. So it's had a couple primary impacts. First and foremost, obviously higher prices. The uh, consumer's really been feeling the pinch, whether it's at the gas pumps, uh, in the grocery store. So it started to weigh a little bit on their spending in terms of you know the cost for goods. The secondary effect is higher inflation has really caused central banks to have to, what we call in our industry, tighten financial conditions. And that's kind of a fancy way of saying increasing interest rates. The pace or the aggressiveness with which they've had to increase interest rates to start fighting inflation has actually been what's primarily weighing on uh, the sentiment within the investment markets. And so those tightening fight financial conditions eventually lead to um, a slower growth rate in the future. And so the market has started to price that in as we've seen those interest rate increases throughout this year so far. And that's because we have seen consumers with a negative sentiment around where the market's headed? Yeah, sentiments started to weigh into it. Um, consumer sentiments hitting what we would call a trough level and also investor sentiments also hitting a trough level. The interesting thing is that a lot of the fundamentals from an investment perspective are on a decelerating path, but not dissimilarly to past cycles. So typically coming out of a recession like we went through in 2020 coming out of COVID, you see a strong rebound in economic fundamentals. From that strong rebound, they decelerate, get to kind of a neutral level, and then reaccelerate. So the path that we've been on has been very similar, but the high inflation levels and the increasing interest rates have just weighed on markets and kind of clouded or muddied that still pretty solid fundamental picture uh, that we're sitting with here today. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned before in that strong fundamentals, are you seeing anything positive that investors can look out for? Yeah, one of the primary things that we focus on within our investment process is company earnings or corporate profits. So we're always looking for companies that can sustainably grow their business, grow their corporate profits through their business model. If we go back to 2020 coming out of COVID, corporate profit growth was extremely elevated. It was somewhere between 50 and 60%. And that's typically what you'll see coming out of a recession. Now, 
for this year, what does that corporate profit uh, growth look like? Well, it's still somewhere in the, in the 24 to 25% range. So still very, very strong. And the annual average is somewhere between, let's call it 9 to 13%. So we're still seeing really good profit growth this year. And thinking about even the third quarter and the fourth quarter earnings session, which we just started going through right now, we're seeing about 75 to 77% of companies beat their earnings expectations. So corporate profit growth is still strong. They're beating expectations. And if we look out to next year, the expectation for corporate profit growth in Canada and the U.S. is somewhere between 8 and 9%. So that's one of the primary healthy fundamentals that we continue to focus on is we're on a decelerating path of corporate profits, but we're just getting to a more normalized level having come out of a recession, which coming out of the recession, they were extremely elevated. Outside of corporate profits, what's another positive that you see driving in behind the scenes on the market that people might be missing out on? Yeah, well, interestingly, so far this year, like I mentioned, we've seen solid corporate profit growth. And typically when you see that, the market will be trending positively as well. Almost the exact opposite has happened this year. Corporate profits have continued, but the market's declined. And what that's eventually led to is uh, lower valuations within the marketplace. So I don't want to get too technical, but the, the market in the U.S. is trading somewhere around 15 and a half times earnings. And what that means is an investor has to put $15 into the investment market to get $1 of corporate profits back. Similarly, in Canada, the market's trading somewhere between 11 and 12 times earn, trailing earnings. And both of those numbers are actually below the long-term averages. So that negative investor sentiment that we talked about has pushed valuations down to pretty attractive levels and when we're talking about the corporate profit profile into the future looking pretty good, if you've got low valuations and still positive corporate profit growth, that actually paints a pretty good picture as to how well the market can do when we look out the next six to nine months. What are some sectors that you've positioned yourself within Canada that are doing well? Yeah, so in terms of sectors, Canada has actually been one of the equity market leaders globally this year. And that's been really a, a source of the energy sector has been really strong. So corporate profit growth in energy has been been very solid. Uh, companies are showing very good free cash flow uh, yields. Their valuations are still fairly reasonable. If we look out to next year, management companies within the energy sector, um, within their forecasts, they're using somewhere between, call it 58 to $70 oil. And we're currently sitting around, you know, between 80 and 84, depending on what day you're looking at it. So they have some pretty conservative estimates built into their projections heading out to next year. So that sector has been, been fairly robust. Um, throughout this year, we've been slowly adding to energy. Um, it is a cyclical sector. And so if we do see growth normalized next year, it should continue to do um, decently well. Uh, and a few other sectors uh, that are tied to rising interest rates would be financials, um, some of the utilities. Uh, and so those are other sectors that have done decently well throughout this year as well. Are the other sectors you just mentioned having impact on allocations within our funds? Uh, the other sectors, not to a great extent. Uh, we've been recalibrating some positions, but not significant um, portfolio changes throughout this year on that front. Has there been anything else affecting your investment approach this year? I, I think the first thing to make sure that we reiterate is our investment process doesn't change at any point in the investment cycle or in the business cycle. Um, we have a we have a process in in terms of picking our companies that focuses on um, 10 key specific investment fundamentals. And that never changes. What we have been doing though, in a rising interest rate environment there, like I mentioned, there are some sectors that will do a little bit better. 
Um, and then the other thing in a rising interest rate environment, ensuring that the companies that we're invested in have reasonable debt levels. Uh, the cost of borrowing is, is going to be going up or has been going up and will continue to go up. Um, so making sure that companies don't have too high refinancing needs and that they can cont continue to execute their business model uh, without taking on a higher cost of capital going forward. So Trevor, overall, you're pretty positive on the market. What are some risks that you're keeping an eye on? Some primary risks that are out there, probably the first one to mention would be on the geopolitical front. We've seen a number of different things develop over the last few months, uh, you know, from the Russia-Ukraine war, which was earlier this year. Um, that's obviously created a lot of uncertainty. We've seen uh, President Xi more recently be uh, re-elected to another term, uh, and he's surrounded himself by some loyalists. Uh, and so that causes a little bit of uncertainty as to what China's economic outlook is going to look like. And then even over in the UK, you know, we've seen their prime minister step down after I think it was a historically short term of 45 days or something. And now they're looking for a replacement. So there's a lot of a lot of geopolitical uncertainty out there. And from our perspective, how that plays into portfolio construction is we're not really we're not in the business of trying to predict the future. So we can't even try and estimate what political leaders are going to do in terms of their decision-making process. But what we know that we do have control over is building uh, solid portfolios based on investment fundamentals and economic fundamentals and making sure they're well diversified, making sure we understand where the risks in the portfolio are and making sure that we're managing those properly. And part of that really ties in again with making sure that our clients' investment portfolios are invested in the proper asset mix that's aligned with their risk profile. So from our perspective, the geopolitical stuff certainly causes headaches. Um, but really, at the end of the day, it's about sticking to our process from, you know, in terms of our mission, which is to try and protect and grow the capital of our clients. All right, Trevor, one last thing for today before we go. What is something that investors can look out for in the next quarter? Yeah, good question. I think there's a few things. Uh, one, like I said, we just started an earnings session in Canada and the U.S. So seeing how well companies are executing relative to expectations is going to be very important over the next month and a half. Uh, the next thing I would say is we've got central bank meetings coming up for both Canada and the U.S. Uh, the expectation is for both of them to increase their overnight interest rates by about 0.75%. Uh, but I think what's more important coming out of those is their communication and their messaging in terms of you know how they're seeing inflation now, um, whether they're going to slow their cadence of increasing interest rates, uh, and just getting a general sense as to how they're starting to view the next six to nine months within the economy. I think those two things coupled are really going to be the main drivers uh, over the next quarter and over the next little while here. Thanks for listening to this quarter's episode of Filter the Noise. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend or colleague today. This communication is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute advice or endorsement. Views expressed in this communication are those of Maco Financial Inc. and based on information available at the time and subject to change. All statements that look forward in time or include anything other than historical information are subject to risk and uncertainties and are not guarantees of future performance. Investors should not rely on forward-looking statements, actual results, actions, or events could differ materially from those set forth in the forward-looking statements. Maco Financial Inc. nor its affiliates accept any liability whatsoever for any direct or indirect consequential loss arising from the use of this information. 